The following episode is sponsored by Citrine Suds. Taking a shower never felt so good. Immerse your senses in the sweet smell of lavender, eucalyptus, lemongrass, and so much more. I honestly want to lick the bar of soap every time. You can find Citrine Suds products on Instagram and online. Let's get sudsy. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of Queens of the Fit and Inspiring Podcast. I'm super excited to be before you guys on today. I have a phenomenal host with me, a guest. I'm super excited about having this woman of God um, with me on today. Her name is Tabitha and we just connected. This is God ordained, so I'm super excited about it. So go ahead, Tabitha, and introduce yourself. Yes. Hi. I like calling you queen. I don't know if it's because of the title of your podcast, um, but um, my name is Tabitha. My last name is Just. I am the host of Rainy Days with Tabs podcast, um, streaming everywhere. Basically, I like to talk about um, difficult days that we all go through and just um, how we can go through them together and just knowing that you're not alone in this walk of life and that God literally positions you in these circumstances um, to make your life better. In the moment, it feels like, Lord, why have you forsaken me? But um, I just find it always therapeutic to just share stories. And so, you know, you're not alone. Um, I think that's one of the reasons why we were able to connect is because I was able to listen to your podcast and I was like, I need to reach out to this girl. Like she is so amazing. Like her story is so awesome. And I feel like we just feel like we're alike in many ways and you were able to feel the same way for me. So yeah, I'm super excited to be doing this dual podcast thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, y'all heard it for yourselves. Um, and we are definitely doing a dual um podcast on today. So it's extra special because not only is it me, but it's her, and we're just joining forces together. And this is definitely a God-ordained thing because I also listened to Tabitha's Rainy Day with Tabs podcast, and I was like, Oh my God, this girl sound like me. <laughs> I was like, oh, like why is she really speaking my language over here so um i'm just super excited Mm. about being able to connect with you on today woman of god and just diving in and just helping these other women get through the same obstacles that we were able to get through so you ready girl girl ready? yes all right i am so ready (laughs) we ready we diving in okay let's go so I was yes. talking, um, what I would, what's our topic for today? Yeah. We're going to be talking about not settling. I mean, I feel like as a people, we do that normally, but I feel like women still more than men. I just feel like women, we, I don't know. I don't know why, but specifically in the area of relationships, I think there's just this constant thought I have to fight that there's just this is as best as it's gonna get like there's not gonna it's already hard to find good people like this is what I got and I should just like 
settle with it and just move on. Like I'll be able to get over it at some point in time. So I think, but really it's just hindering me. Um, and I wouldn't know that unless until, you know, you meet God and you realize, well, but God says this, you told me something and I want you to say it. Cause the way you said it was perfect <laughs> about the verse. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. So, uh, just this morning, God dropped the scripture in my spirit. Um, and it was Ephesians three twenty, and we know that that scripture is God does exceedingly abundantly above anything we can ask or think. And so with that being said, we don't have to settle for anything that's beneath his standard for us. See, God already has a standard for us. He already has mm-hmm. our life mapped out and everything. And sometimes as women, we just go below the radar and we settle but God is just saying in this season that he doesn't want us to settle and that he wants the best for us the best when it comes down to relationships the best when it comes down to marriages and homes and whatever it is that your heart desires God wants to do exceedingly and abundantly in that area for you and he doesn't want you to settle and so um I know that that was a huge part of my life where I settled girl I settled for third 28 years wow tell me about that you know um just growing up in a family system where there wasn't any standards put in place you know I'm from down south in New Orleans so it's poverty it's just um single moms it's um just women having to just work hard and just do it all on their own. I didn't have a a father figure growing up to set a standard or even a man in my life to set a a high standard when it came down to men. And so Mm -hmm. I always um, just thought that that was the way that it should be. I started off in abusive relationships very early on um, in my life and just abuse started very early. So I didn't, I never valued myself as a woman. I never saw myself as worthy. I never saw myself as special. Um, so I always just settled for counterfeit love. Mm. That's what it is. It's counterfeit love. It's not the real thing. And so um, me just trying to fill that void of love, I settled and it wasn't until I discovered, um, well, until God came and rescued me when I was like, oh, my God, I deserve better than this. It's time for me to wake up. It's, you know, I've been sleep on myself and I just deserve so much better. When I tell you I was in abusive relationships, um, financial <laughs> abusive relationships, just so much because I did not see myself as worthy or valuable. But God had to wake me up and say, you know what, daughter, you deserve the best and I'm going to give you the best. That is amazing. I think I was I was looking on your page and I saw that you're recently married. I think you had your one year anniversary recently. I think you also spoke about it on your podcast where you talked about your dad. Um, and I think that was definitely an area um, where I could relate, but not really um, in the sense of my father was present in my life up until he died when I was 12 years old. And um, but he wasn't in my household. Right. So my parents were divorced. And I saw him maybe every week, every other two weeks. And my interactions with him were distant, not on his end. He really tried. For me, it was, I always felt like I just didn't stay in a child's place. And so I knew um, 
of his lifestyle and just the fact that he was um, dating multiple women at a time. Like, I feel like every other weekend I was being told about another woman. I just even remember this one time we went to JCPenney and um, like the, the department store going shopping for myself and he's like flirting with the woman that's trying to help me. And I'm like, what are you doing? Um, And so although he always like tried to like speak life into me, man, like the biggest example is the way someone lives. You can say all you want about doing things this way and doing things that way. But if your life does not match up with your words, I can only follow up with your life. I can only follow up with your actions. And I think that it just showed me, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like I felt valued the way I should have felt valued. Like you saying about, like, you didn't know your worth. I knew I didn't know my worth because of the people that I was entertaining because of the people I was even letting like in my space, like, how could you let this person in? They don't even see that you're worth it. But it's because I didn't see I was worth it either. For whatever reason, I just didn't think that I deserved better. And I feel like a lot of people don't feel like they deserve better um, until they have an encounter with God where God shows him, no, I'm telling you, I have better for you. I always have in my head the image of um, this little image. I don't know if you've seen it, but basically a little girl, she's like holding on to a little teddy bear. And then you have God in the background. Well, he was a bigger one. And she's like, but I I don't want to let this go. And I feel like that's been my life where I'm just like, but no, like, what do you mean you have something bigger than this? Like, there's just no way you have something bigger than this, um, which is very unfortunate because it really made me question, like, do you know God? Like, yeah. do you know who he is? Like, do you actually really trust him? Like you say, like you do, but your actions and your thought processes aren't adding up with that. Mm-hmm. My headphones keep falling off. <laughs> oh, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> but you're absolutely right um and when we don't know God we settle you know um God owns it all and mm. so he as his daughter he wants you to just know your your position in his kingdom and just how valuable we are like how can we say we are heir of Christ we're joint heirs with Christ when or we are God's daughters and we don't see the value in ourselves he's valuable and so uh when I'm praying I often just get in that place and I'm like oh my god god just so worthy god just so babe god just so and he's telling those things right back to me and I'm like what oh my god like I'm speaking to him but he's ministering back to me and he's building me up to let me know that all of those attributes that I'm I'm talking about with him they consist of me too because I'm his daughter right yeah yeah that he's placed them in you um it's just I don't know I think as the years have gone by like I've seen the humanity in me um and I I think I think it's ultimately because I grew up religious right so in my head I always thought I'm good like not that I'm perfect but there's a song by Kristen Gray and he says you keep your nose clean when you grow up Pentecostal and it's true it's like you try to act like I ain't nothing. I ain't doing nothing. Like I'm good. Um, And then as time went on, I was like, oh my God, I'm broken. Like I, there's so many different things about me that are no good. And so it's so, it's like 
unorthodox for this God to see value in me. But Lord, but you know my heart. What do you mean I'm this? What do you mean I'm this? What do you mean I'm that? And it's like, I'm not, I can't be like, what do you mean? And so you internalize that. Like I've always heard of like people like that go down a rabbit hole of sin and they think, well, I might as well just stay here. I've already lost. And I'm already, um, God is already disappointed with me. God is like, there's just no point of going back. And what the word of God says, is like, that's not true. <laughs> like you're still redeemable and you're still perfect, perfect in God's eyes. It's a lot that you've been through. And I'm sure many people have discounted you and they're like, Juanica's no good because she did this down the third. And to know God is just like, no, but she's still perfect to me. She's still valuable to me. She's still wonderful. And I, I want nothing but the best for her, even if she didn't want it for herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Because when I tell you there has been a huge struggle with me, period. And it's not even other people because it's just like, I know the things that I've done. I know. Look, you ain't got to tell me. I know what I did. Yeah. I know I ain't no good. I I, I know, but his love is Mm -hmm. what pleased me. And he's already shed his blood and gave his son for me to be bought. And I was bought with a price, a valuable price. So I am valuable. I am worthy. Um, And I think that just even with me, even with the things that I have done, but there were some things that I didn't do. And so even at a young age, it was just those seeds were just planted in my mind, being told, oh, you're worthless, being told you're not valuable, being told you're stupid and you're dumb. All of those seeds just um, were planted and it grew deep roots of abandonment and rejection when it came down uh to me and so God really had to just come into my life and uproot it from the root because sometimes it's not even the things that we've done it's the seeds that were planted before we even did it Mm. yeah yeah it's it's the seeds and um even just with me being in those uh dead end relationships too as a woman um and being told oh nobody will ever love you with these kids and you might as well stay here and you know but I love you but your love to me is a a black eye or your love to Mm. me spending all my money or your love to me is just um degrading me as a woman you Mm. know what I'm saying and like no I deserve more than this I'm valuable I'm worthy and every time I stepped away from those um, situations, when I was clueless, I did not even know that God's hand was upon my life and he was just leading me into something greater than what I saw. Because if I would have stayed back there, I would not be where I am today, married in a, in a great relationship with a husband, um, children that love and cherish me, you know, and me just seeing the, the, the value that's within me. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? No, I do. I do. I mean, I've never been in a situation where I was abused. How is that for you um, in terms of knowing at some point in time, like at some point in time, you realize this is not it. Like this can't be what a definition of love was. What was the breaking point for you? What was that thing that made you say, no, I got to go. I got to leave this. I got to I got to escape. Yeah, girl, I was like, Harriet, tell me, like, I got to go. 
For real. Girl, yeah, I was But the thing about it, um, with me, I grew up as as a as a fighter and I talk back. So it wasn't like I was just standing up there just now. Sometimes I did allow it and I just balled up in a corner, um, especially when my when my daughter was there. Um, but for the most part, I fought back. But I was so angry and just full of rage and bitterness to where I knew that if I wouldn't have left, I would be in jail. Mm. I, I, it was bad. You know, um, me almost trying to set somebody on fire, that's bad. Me trying to hit somebody with my car, that's bad. You know what I'm saying? So I was glad to spirit a murder up on me. I ain't gonna lie. No, I mean, but that makes sense. I mean, I don't know who wouldn't, right? Like, let's be real. I don't, like, I can't imagine someone that would be like, no, I wouldn't hurt them even though they hurt me. Absolutely not. I mean, I probably would have been in the same situation. Like, yeah, I'm gonna burn your life. Like, you mm-hmm. put your hands on me way too many times. Um, and so it's 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 definitely a normal thought process. I'll let you. I'll let I'll assure you of that. As to whether it was okay, you know, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. another thing. But I don't think any of those thoughts were wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, like they were out of place, more specifically. Right. Um. And I and I know that when we are, as people, we're already broken, and so right. um, we try to medicate, self medicate, and just you know, heal our own wounds. And we try to do it with substance abuse and alcohol and drugs and things like that. And so um, me just being in those situations, I found myself being an alcoholic at the age of 18. Mm-hmm. I found myself um, being addicted to opioids at what, 22. Um, and then going up until I was what, 30. And so with that being said, I knew that I had to get out of those situations because it was just causing me so much pain and the pain that it was causing me. I was devaluing myself by just doing all of these different things that I was doing, just trying to numb this pain that I was experiencing. And so I was like, look, my relationship should not cause me this much pain and and heartbreak. Like that part. Yeah. No, I... (laughs) Jesus, you give me flashbacks. <laughs> because that is it. That is literally it. Like I read something and it said if something is happening within your relationship that is um that is questionable, question it. And I know like sometimes when we're in love or we really found someone that we like and we get along with really well and we're like you see something you're like that's a problem. But you leave it alone cuz you like ah I ain't going to find nobody else. You know, I just, I remember just feeling like, okay, well, you're still talking to your ex. I mean, you're lying to me. I mean, like you're sitting in front of me and like you have your phone, like literally the phone, like she's on the other line and he's sitting next to me and he's like, yeah, I'm going to go home. And I'm like, I saw that. Like, I see it. But I'm like, but in my head, I'm telling myself, this is as good as it's going to get. Like, there's just, I mean, but he treats me right. He makes me feel good. Um, He's super sweet. He does this. He does that. It's like just kind of like discounting 
everything else that was negative, everything else that made me feel worthless mm-hmm. and made me feel like, why am I in competition? Like what kind of woman, what kind of woman am I to sit there and be in competition with, with, for this man's attention? Mm-hmm. Little did I know that, you know, a year and some change later, I would meet someone that although I'm not in a relationship with them currently, um, because of just how life is, I just think it's just one of those situational things. But I think God was just trying to show me like tabs, like you don't have to, this doesn't have to be your life. And I don't feel like oftentimes, like we believe that we deserve good. I think we settle because we just feel like that's just what it's going to be like there's just no one else that's going to treat me better until God shows you better and you're like oh like why did I even doubt you why did I even doubt your plans for my life and I'm sure you feel that way with your husband I mean you went through a lot before you got to this and so I just remember an excerpt from your episode where you shared an excerpt of your new upcoming book y'all gotta keep your eyes out for that but you showed an excerpt that I felt was really interesting but even in the midst I would love for you to share it again um but even in the midst of what you were going through at that moment you were like but I don't want to do this anymore it's like at some point in time we realize this is not it for me and if we're not if we don't have enough confidence like we don't leave but the person, God is, I guess, speaks to them or something. And they're just like, okay, I'm going to leave you alone. And I think that's what happened to me. Like, I felt like I was just so tied to this individual. And I was just like, it doesn't, I don't think it's going to get any better than this. Like, this is what I have. This is the best that any guy has treated me so far. So I guess I'll just stay. Um, but God, in his infinite wisdom, and just compassion for me was like, Tabs, I'm not going to let you go through another day of pain. Um, I'm going to have this person remove themselves. And at that time, it was heartbreaking. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Why would you do this to me, God? I thought you loved me. He's like, I do, Tab. That's why I made him leave. And I'm like, you know, it's like making me teary-eyed now because I didn't know that God had bigger plans for me. I didn't know that God really wanted to show me what love was, but I kept holding on to this made up idea of what love was. It's like, I was literally okay with settling and you are only okay with settling when you don't think there's better. Mm-hmm. You're just like, this is what it is. Like, I just have to accept it for what it is. Yes. So, yeah. Oh my God. And you're absolutely right. Um, and I have definitely settled like, girl, when you read my full book, you're going to be blown away. Cause you're going to be like, I can't wait. But it just really just shows you, you don't have to settle. You don't. And just as a woman, like you say something, it's our mindset. Like we have to shift our perspective because when we look at him, at God, we know that everything in him is perfect. It's perfect yeah. concerning us and our future is secure. Everything is secure in him. And so long as we're in him, everything is secure. Yeah. So we don't have to settle. We don't have to worry. You know, we can just rest and just really just let him love on us. And once we allow him to love on us in those deep wounded places then we won't settle anymore 
we won't. Right. Um, I remember that there was a time um, when I had just came out of that abusive relationship um, and he just told me all of these things, nobody going to love you and all this stuff. And I believed it because I heard it so much growing up too. And so I ended up um, getting with another guy and this guy right here, he wasn't abusive um, physically, but he was abusive financially. Like Mm -hmm. this man had my credit cards in his wallet, dropping me off at work, (laughs) pulling them out, swiping them. You know, like they was his, his, and I had, you know, daughter, I was like, I can't do this. Like, this is not, this ain't where it's at. Um, I was just taking, I was taking care of him. Yeah, I was. I mean. I was. (laughs) You know what song came to my mind? Can you pay my bills? Can you pay my song? I was just like, that's a real life Destiny Child song. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's what I was doing girl I had my income tax baby I paid off his truck and everything oh yeah, my girl. goodness I was for love. oh my god I was a fool for love aren't we all girl you know and and I just but when I got fed up I was like I'm tired I gotta go and he was like but me and the girls we happy don't tell our family and I was like you tearing me up manipulation at its finest at its finest you know and and I felt bad for leaving but I knew that I deserved so much more I knew that I deserved so much you know because I was with him planning out my husband like the truth be told I was like look me and my husband we're gonna travel the world I said we're gonna uh, work together he gonna buy me everything I said we're gonna be in love we're gonna inspire people girl I was with a whole nother man planning out my future (laughs) with my husband (laughs) Not knowing that God heard my prayers, though. Ooh, can you tell me about it? I would love sure. to hear about your love story <laughs> and how you met your husband. And I mean, how you even yeah. knew he was your husband? <laughs> um, just everything that I said. Uh, we actually worked at a hotel together. And I started working at this hotel in 2010. And so um, when I said those words, I said those words, my daughter was born in 2013. So I said those words maybe about the end of 2013. And so we started organizing a union at the hotel that I was working at in 2014, something like that. So make a long story short, 2015, I was one of the lead organizers at the hotel. And so I would go and organize the workers. And so I just went into the cafeteria one day and I seen this man standing there, six foot five, brown skin, you know, looking all good and handsome. But I wasn't looking at him like that, you know, I wasn't looking at him <laughs> like that. And so um, I went up to him and I was like, hey, you want, know you want to sign this union card? And I'm talking to him about the union. And he was like, yeah, he started flirting, telling me to take his number. And I was like, no, I take your number. I ain't come here for all of that. Make a long story short, I took his number. We started talking and conversing and months later, just everything, you know. Um, And it started with the union and that's how our union was formed. I love it. (laughs) Um, We have traveled the world together. He has been amazing. Um, He's an asset. You know how they say, is is he an asset or is he... You know, a liability you know he's definitely an asset like there's you know no liabilities but one thing I can definitely say is that as a woman I he has definitely um taught me 
helped me with viewing myself as being valuable and worthy. He's actually the one who gave me the nickname Queen. Because before then, I was not. I was not. I was, but I, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't. Um, mm, I know what you're saying. Yeah. He's helped me so much. He's helped me so much. But I can tell you one thing I was, I didn't, I didn't take the time to heal before mm. I mm. got with him. And so by me not knowing what healing was, first and foremost, because I come from a bloodline, they just sweep everything under the rug, sweep it under the rug. I did not know um, that I had stuff to work on, that I had issues, that I had some deep wounds. Um, And so I actually caused a lot of pain in our relationship um, because I, I just didn't know. I didn't know. But I knew that that was the man that God um had for me and and day by day it's it's just been a a process in a fight a fight for our lives um and i'm I'm just open and just transparent with all of my stuff, you know, because I don't want you to think like, oh my god, it's a happy it is definitely a happy ending, but it's also after going through all of that stuff for so many years, you know you definitely have to really just take some time and figure out you. Yes. I actually really, really agree with you. Um, after that breakup, I was telling you about at the end of the day, I didn't realize my worth. Right. And so when God had him remove himself, I was feeling like my life was over and there was no value to me. Right. Cause I already didn't feel like there was value to me because I even entertained this person to begin with. Um, and so now I felt like I was at, I was like, like clay and God had to build me back up again. And that building up process was like maybe a year. It was like a year and some change. Um, It definitely included therapy, um, which is something I very much support for um, all people, but specifically people of color. Mm -hmm. I feel like we need therapy, not only because of just things that we go through in our households, situational things, but just the world. It's like we we need a place to release that and release it effectively so that we could heal. And oftentimes what you said is like, I like what you said because you said for, it seems like it's a happy ending, but it was rough. And it's like, that is actually like the most realest thing that people actually say about marriage because oftentimes like I heard this sermon where it's like, you hear people say, oh, um, I just got engaged. And you're like, hi, yay, congratulations. But he was like, what we should be saying is, hi, yay, congratulations. It's going to be rough. <laughs> you know, <laughs> because that's the reality of it. It's like, it's, there's going to be a lot of things that you have to sort through. And this person didn't come to you perfect either. Mm-hmm. Like, just like you didn't come to him perfect. You guys didn't meet um, with the back of your trunk being empty no it was filled with your luggage was filled with your past and things that you didn't sort through that he didn't things that he hadn't sort through and they're just going to constantly clash and what people don't realize is like marriage is really God's way of just helping to make us holy and helping to make us you know perfect in his sight but I mean we just kind of look at just like the love part and just how exciting it is to have a partner but a lot of that takes work and what we don't do a lot of times is deal with ourselves before that. Right. And so feeling like you settle just basically stems from you not feeling as if you're worthy 
enough for something better or that there's something better, that something better does not, will not come to you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have to deal with, you know, do I even trust God? Because if his word says that he has exceedingly and abundantly above all, why do I think that this is it? Right. Like, why should this be the end of it? Then that doesn't, that, is, that contradicts his word. That doesn't align with his word. Um, and then you also have to deal with like your self-esteem issues. Why are you so insecure? Like, where does that stem from? How can you overcome that? Um, and so I just feel like there's a lot of different layers that go into why we settle um, and addressing those things sooner than later is best because although you were able to meet that amazing husband, there were still things that you needed to settle within yourself. Um, yeah, most definitely. Because when I tell you, girl, he was the one who told me I needed to go to therapy. Oh, that's good. He was straight up. He's seen all of this dysfunction that I mm-hmm. had been just dealing with for years and I never saw it. I never right. I was used to it. And right. so when he told me I needed therapy, I was so offended. I was mm. I was like, how you gonna tell me I need therapy, babe? I don't need no therapy. I need Jesus. Hello, little girl, you need therapy. <laughs> you know, you don't, I don't went through a lot of traumatic experiences in my life that I never share with anybody. So much, you know what I'm saying? From molestation, from rape, from abuse, from just so much. And I needed therapy because I was like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, you know, <laughs> like it was, it was real. Um, and I was good at putting on a mask, but behind that mask, it was just, it was ugly. It was ugly. I remember writing a poem and I was like, oh my God, I, I looked in a mirror and I hated what I seen. It was a beautiful woman standing across from me she was beautiful on the outside, but on the inside, she was, she had X's and O's. She was bad, like stormy bad weather. I got to get the poem. It's that poem. I It's off the chain, but it was just real because when I looked in the mirror, I seen this beautiful woman, but on the outside, she was beautiful, but the inside, she was jacked up. She was jacked up. And so for about two years, he kept telling me off and on, you need to see a therapist, you need to go to therapy. I was like, no, I'm not. Black people don't do that. I'm not crazy. There um, it is. You know, for <laughs> real. Hang on to therapy. And then I was traumatized as well about therapy because my brother tried to commit suicide when he was younger and he had to go see a psychiatrist and all of that stuff. So mm. therapy to me really just like, I'm not doing it. But um. What happened was I was uh, assaulting on my job in 2019. And when that happened, it just, everything, my rug broke. Wow. My rug broke. And I just started going through mental torment. I just started going through so much stuff. So I had to go to therapy and unpack my bags. Yeah. I had to. Yeah. I had, had to. Everything. Everything. And just lay it all out. Yeah. With the help of God and therapy. Yes. Yeah. I don't, I don't believe in excluding one or the other. It's not one or the other. I feel like they should be used in concoction. They should be used together. Um, thankfully, my therapist is Christian. And so that's like a double win for me because anytime I'm feeling low, I'm like, oh, I don't know. He's like, I need you to read this passage for me. 
okay, I need you to read again. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's like a reinforce. It just, it does remind me about what God's word says about me and about my situation and about my life and where he wants to take, where he wants to take me. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, what advice would you have for a woman that is settling? And that could be in a relationship that could be maybe just even in a job sector, like she wants to do better. She wants to find a better job or um, whatever it is, whatever area it is in her life that she's settling. What advice would you give to her that you wish someone gave to you? Um, read your word. <laughs> mm. Know God and um, just develop a prayer life and just read the word of God because I know growing up, I was like, I ain't read no Bible. I didn't know what was in it, but I knew I didn't want to read it. Um, mm-hmm. And so when I read it, it just gives me life and mm-hmm. it gives me hope. And it really just pulls down all of those strongholds that's in my mind that makes me want to believe that I don't deserve more. Because when you see that this is what God says, like nobody can trump his word. Right. No man, they can yeah. help you, but they can yeah. help his word because he has the final say. Amen. So with that being said, because we always have to just look like, am I living? Am I living a purposeful life? Like, what is it? I need your help, God. I need you. And so the only way to have him is to be connected in his word. You got to be rooted and grounded and solid in your foundation and in your, in the word of God. Amen. I think that's amazing advice. I mean, while you were talking, I was listening and the part of me is, okay, what am I going to say? And I was like, no, I think everything she's saying is perfect. I think when you know what God says about you, that's the only way you can move. That's the only way that makes sense. People can speak life into you all day, which is nice. It's amazing to be surrounded by people that's going to encourage you with the, with God's word. But I mean, that's going to encourage you just normally, like there's going to give you words of affirmation, but there's nothing like hearing what God has to say about you and about your life and about the, the trajectory that he wants to take you. And I think my only word of encouragement would be that remember that God loves you and that he has his ultimate plan for you. And although you may not see it, just remember you are a speck only a speck in the infinite plan that he has. And it's going to be beyond you. It's going to be better than anything you could have ever imagined. But you said something earlier. You said rest, rest in God's word, rest in his promises for you, um, that everything's going to be good. And it may be hard to leave, you know, that relationship now. Pray, ask God to help you, ask God to give you strength um, to walk away when it's absolutely necessary and no time later. And he's a perfect and on-time God and he will help you through that. And yes, he might have them leave. He might have them remove themselves. Deal with it. Deal with that pain. Address it. Confront it. You're going to get through it. You're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Yes. And don't try to, um, because that's why we we missed it at just trying to side be silent and just um just bury the pain but don't bury it deal with it confront it like that Mm -hmm. confront it deal with it um and one other thing I wanted to say also when you know the word of God and when you open it up and his light is his word is a, a light a lamp unto your feet someone else may give you um 
a word or whatever the case may be. But the word that God wants to speak to you personally may not align with their word. And so being in his word is the only way you're going to just, he's going to make your crooked patch straight. Yes, he definitely will. (laughs) I completely agree with that. I completely agree with that. I wrote, I usually write like verses on my, um, my whiteboard in my room. And the one I wrote was um, Ephesians four, verse 23. And it says, instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and your attitude. And that's literally something we need um, on a daily basis. Like renew my thoughts of self of worthlessness. That's not from you, God, renew it. Remind me that I am worth everything. And I was worth so much. You died on a cross for me. Remind me that there is better even if I don't see it, there's better. My attitude needs to change towards my situations. I can't be so somber and like, ah, oh, it's not going to work out. No, change my attitude. I want to feel like, ah, oh, things are working out for me. I don't know where I'm going, but I'm going with you, God. You're going to take me. Where are we going, Lord? You know, and um, just staying in that atmosphere will really make the difference. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. I, I, I trust me. Um, and just like you just said, change it because god i said something the other day god said if you don't renounce that and say something else because he's so quick with me with my words he's like no you're not on the floor laughing you know how people say oh i'm i'm not gonna say i'm you know but yeah he's like no so i was like you know what i'm rich laughing over here i'm rich laughing and i'm just laughing because at the end of the day our words shape the world that we live in and so once we really understand that and we speak the word of God and we just say the truth even if it's not looking the way you want it to look just speak what you want to see and it shall come to pass as long as it aligns with the word of God I love that you said our words shape the world we speak I mean we live right you said something like that I think that's amazing Mm -hmm. um so to end that off we're gonna go ahead and pray (laughs) (laughs) gracious father we just want to tell you thank you for this time of fellowship thank you for all the words that were spoken um amongst each other you know our lives you know it from beginning to end we're just living in it i pray that we will rest in your word we will rest in your promises that you have the ultimate best for us, even when we don't see it. I pray that you will help us to settle in our minds that your plans are always bigger than ours and you have more that you desire for us than we even desire for ourselves, no matter what we think. I pray that you remove every feeling, every spirit of self, of lack of self-worth. I pray that you encourage us to be confident in who we are and who you've said that we are, and that we'll be able to walk in that with boldness and with confidence. And that anyone that is in our lives, that it's not meant to be there, go ahead and remove them. It's going to hurt. We're going to cry. We're going to feel like, God, what are you doing? But remind us, give us gentle reminders that you know what's best and that you're only doing what we asked (laughs) and you only want the best for your children. We love and trust in you, not because we deserve anything, but because you're a great God. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray, amen. 
And you guys know it does not rain always, but it's raining today. So please go stand in the rain.